Hello and welcome to the Way of Ayurveda podcast, where we will dive into different topics of Ayurveda, health and well-being. The episodes are audio version of a series of live interviews that happen once a month at Way of Ayurveda's YouTube channel. If you do like the content, please subscribe at youtube.com wayofayurveda. In this episode, Vaidya J. Rajan Kodikanath will discuss the theme Mind Care is Life Care. Vaidya J. Rajan Kodikanath is the Academy Director of Kerala Ayurveda USA. He's responsible for all the academic programs conducted internationally. A long and extensive curriculum in Ayurveda, he is a member of the Expert Curriculum Committee for Masters in Ayurveda at Bastyr University in Seattle and is also a board member of the National Ayurvedic Medical Association, NAMA. Okay, see you in a moment. What is Ayurveda? And how does Ayurveda, what is the concept of Ayurveda that, about health, or what it, does it mean to be a healthy person according to Ayurveda? Ayurveda is a natural holistic life science from ancient India. It's called as Vedic science because the, one of the most ancient documentations of human knowledge that is called Vedas and with a history of about, uh, you know, 4,000 to 5,000 years minimum. And uh, Ayurveda is a science that clearly understands that we are an integral part of this nature. And in fact, there is no difference between us and the nature. So it is a holistic healing science rooted in the principles of nature. That is why even after these thousands of years, it is still existing and getting more and more popular. More people are looking for it and getting benefited from this because it aligns with the principles of nature and that will stay the same all the time. You know, we are all born from this nature and we are all going back to nature. The life is a period in between and nature has all the resources to support this life journey to nourish, nurture, heal, empower, and help us to live the longest possible. From the single cell in mother's womb onwards, the whole journey of life is with the nature, supported by nature. So that is why the science is so powerful. And this empowers every individual to take charge of their health and well-being. Our health is not in the hospital or our health is not with somebody else. We can take care of our health. We can accomplish what we need to accomplish. So such a powerful holistic science. So uh, the concept of this uh, body-mind or the holistic has been, again, a lot of momentum uh, in the mainstream acceptance of this concept. But like you mentioned, it's been something that Ayurveda has been recognized all along. But when we see the body, you know, the body is something that we can, we can touch, we can feel, we can smell, we can, we can even hear it. But when it comes to the mind, it's a bit more abstract, it's a bit more vague. So how does Ayurveda understand or how does Ayurveda see this concept of mind? Good question. In fact, even the, the definition of health in Ayurveda... You know, when you hear that, you realize that, okay, mind is an integral part of my whole health. It is not only about my height and weight 
and uh, some numbers in the blood work, the health has a different, uh, you know, paradigm, a different meaning. Ayurveda says uh, health means it is the physical strength and balance, the digestive and metabolic strength and balance, our overall balanced elimination, and the pleasant and vibrant mind and emotions. So the, the pleasantness, the harmony, the happiness of mind is definitely an inevitable aspect of our health. Many a time in this modern world, we think absence of you know, symptoms, absence of, of disease is health. But Ayurveda has a different perspective. When you are able to accomplish, fulfill the optimal, you know, potential of your life, then only we can say you are optimally healthy. That includes the physical health, that includes the overall functional health, the mind, the emotion, all will come together. Then only you can really call it as, uh, you know, a healthy life. And mind has a lot of, you know, influence in in this overall union because everybody's system is influenced by mind. So as you rightly mentioned that Ayurveda is a mind, body, spirit medicine, whereas uh, the soul of the or the spirit is more of a witness. You know, uh, uh, the self, the real you as a part of the journey, whereas the body and the mind are the two that helps us to lead a balanced state physically or materially as well as functionally or as a part of the natural flow. Thank you. So, but uh, is there any difference uh, from what we understand uh, on the mind uh, from a modern perspective and what does Ayurveda mean in terms of what are the characteristics of the mind, the functions of the mind? Is there any uh, real difference between the modern definitely, knowledge. Definitely, definitely. In the modern system, mostly the mind is always correlated to the, the brain function. Mind as brain, mind, uh, you know, fluctuation as the fluctuation in the brain chemicals. Always there is an attempt to connect our mind with the chemicals in the brain. But Ayurveda has much broader understanding about the, the mind, I would say, because there is an aspect of the mind that works with the nervous system and the brain, but there is an aspect of the mind which is not directly connected with the brain. There is an aspect of the mind that is connected with our heart, especially the unconditional love, the compassion, the emotional aspect of the love, I, the, the mind, Ayurveda says it is more connected to your heart than your your brain. Brain is primarily about the profit and loss and I will do this, what I'm going to get. It is more of transactional and technical in uh, the the brain-related mind is more transactional in, 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 you know, its function. Whereas the real love, compassion, the unconditional love come from the, from the heart. And by the way, mind influences every cell. So you can say mind is everywhere. And this aspect is not there in the, in the modern you know, science. Primarily, it's about uh, stimulating brain to stimulate mind, sedate the brain to sedate the mind. It's more 
only the the material connection of the mind is more you know considered in that perspective but ayurveda says mind is the sense beyond the senses that means the mind is the one that works with every sense organ the way you see the way you hear the way you taste it's all how your mind is is influencing when you are in a bad mood one day even the pleasant scenery may not be that pleasant on that day because your mind is not properly connecting to your your sense organ at that point of time mind is already engaged in something else which is disturbing you so even the the nicest scenery may not be that nicest on that day so the mind has that is one side the mind influencing the sense organs and getting all the information our day to day life then there is an aspect of the mind that is bringing from our our memories you know it has a direct connection to the our experience what we had before whenever we something mind will go and check in the library behind to see any correlated images available that is called memory the act of connection of you what you see today connecting with something you have seen much before when those two images are able to connect get connected that's called memory if i see you after 5 years uh, in a street in san francisco i may immediately call hi ricardo how are you why that image has gone the mind has checked all the the files and it found your image and according to how closely we were connected when we were together and how how mindful we were in perceiving hearing and understanding that much clarity will be for that memory it's very interesting ayurveda is a science that goes gone that much deeper into the aspect of the mind and the influence of mind in our life so uh, when you say uh, mind carries life care which is the topic of the conversation are sure. we saying that uh why is it so important is really the mind the, the only problem that we have if uh, is the mind the one driving us to do bad choices versus good choices for us what is the importance of mind care for the overall uh state of our lives i'm so glad that you, we are having this conversation today because the entire world need to know this as i mentioned mind is the sense beyond the senses mind is the link between the body and the soul mind is the an a, 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 an organ or a sense beyond the senses that controls both the inflow of the information the perception and also the outflow of the action mind is the coordinator of our life what is coming in and what is going out is totally controlled by mind in fact ayurveda explains that in our human life we primarily do only three type of actions there are only three type of human actions physical action that means you go and pick up something you hit something switch on the the light the physical actions second is the mental action you think you plan you analyze you speak it and verbal action you ask you 
you know, request, you command, sometimes you shout, right? So these are the three primary human actions, physical, mental, and verbal. And you know what? Almost all the physical actions are by controlled by mind. If you want to pick up something, your mind will to tell your body, buddy, please go and pick it up. Then only the hand will be able to go and pick up something. Even our involuntary systems like our heart and respiration are connected to mind. That is why when you are scared, suddenly your heart will start palpitating. Right? You will breathing when you are under a little bit anxiety and stress, your breathing pattern changes. So mind influences not only the voluntary motor systems about walking and uh, dancing and picking up and, uh, you know, when somebody throws a stone at you, you suddenly duck. Not only the motor movement, even the, the involuntary movement. So mind influences the physical uh, system. Now, all the mental actions are done controlled by mind, right? When we look at something, your mind can say that, okay, that is very nice. The same mind in a different context and say the same situation as something not that. So the mind itself can fluctuate based on what context it is, what is running in the mind at that point of time, what is your temperament, what is your emotional status, it can change. That you can yourself observe sometime your same friend coming and meeting you. One day you will be so happy that the friend is there. On the other day, you want to technically smile and manage, but you are not in that mood to engage, right? The same friend, same you. But according to your mind, even your interaction with the world changes. And of course, now the verbal action. When you shout at somebody, you are under stress and the person hearing the shouting also under stress. And Ayurveda says your verbal actions are much, much more powerful than your physical and mental actions. That's why one word can change the life of somebody else. Your one word can put somebody under deep depression. That one word. Your one sentence, you know, the verbal action can break the relationship. Your one sentence can bring your relationship so tight. And that is also controlled by mind. Whatever you talk, totally controlled by mind. You see how much control, how much involvement our mind, mind is having in, on our life. That is why I always say, not only in the class, everywhere, mind care is life care. A mind in the right frame will influence the body in the right frame and function. The mind in the right frame will help the mind to do its own job in the right way. Mind in the right, in the right frame, the expression through your words, etc. will be more balanced way. Then you will be able to be a, a normal human being by having your mind in a normal frame of mind, you know, in a normal frame. See how much mind has an influence on our whole life. By just shifting the mind, by just bringing the mind in the right frame, you can change the life, regardless of whether you are rich or poor, regardless whether there is, a, you know, a pandemic on the entire globe or there is no health problems at all, whether you are a small child or an, you know, a, a matured 
you know, human being, whether you are living in a small hut or in a mansion, doesn't matter. It's all about what really matters in your life is your mind and the state of mind. Thank you so much. How, how profound it is. And uh, once you are able to understand that, hey, my mind has that much influence to make my day good or bad, it is really any incident, any incident, right? I always select certain common examples everywhere. Say that while you are walking, you are you got stumbled on a, a small, you know, step. Your toe got hurt. You can take this in two ways. One, oh, this is a horrible day. See, it's paining. My toe got hurt. Whom I have seen this morning, I don't know. What a life it is. That is one way of looking at it. Or the other way, you can say that, oh, thank God. I didn't fall down and break my legs. Only this much happened. I am so grateful that nothing more happened to me. What is the difference between these two? You are the same. The incident is the same. Pain is the same. What is really different in these two contexts? How you may mind took. How your mind took that one incident. And this is true for everything. Our interaction with the fellow human beings, our interaction with our, you know, our nature, our interaction with the animals, our the whole life depends upon that. And if you are able to bring to that positive frame of mind everything and identifying as a part of this flow of life and able to take everything in a in a better positive frame, the better nourishment, better healing and better balance. But there is a problem. The problem is the natural state, the natural tendency of our mind is to identify the problems rather than the blessing. That is why even the genesis of a whole science called yoga, the creation of the science yoga is to have the chitta vritta nirodha, the definition, because naturally the human mind has a tendency to find the problem than finding the blessings, finding what has gone wrong than what went right finding where I am lacking rather than what our strength is. Naturally, human mind has a tendency to identify more problem than the blessing. That is why Ayurveda suggests in your life, you should have a process of managing your mind, making your mind, training your mind to see the positive side of the life than the problems. That means you are asking mind to shift from its natural tendency. It needs some practice. It needs some attention. That is why certain daily rituals, certain daily practices, we incorporate this process to make the shift in that mind. Okay? That was wonderful, Dr. J. Thank you so much. Um, so it seems like it's it's difficult to to make a definition where does the body end and the mind starts or where does the mind start and the body and the body ends. So we don't it's it's very difficult as you mentioned. So without getting too much into 
a clinical aspect. And at the end, I'll ask you for some practical tips for the people who are listening. But if you sure. look from a more clinical perspective, how does the science of Ayurveda deal with uh, mental well-being? Does it work uh, on the body? Does it work on the mind? Does it work with both? Could you share a little bit about that uh, processes in terms of... Sure. Yes. You know, in this modern world, we are always learning with, uh, you know, everything is in boxes, right? We want the exact answer. We want the exact number. The body has to be this frame, this height. The cholesterol number should be exactly this. We always, our mind, in our, even in our education, we always want to see everything precise. It should be exactly this. There should not be any change. But the nature won't work in that way. We are a part of the nature and even our mind-body system will not work in that way. There is no exact frame. Life is a flow, right? Life is a constant flow. The definition of life in Ayurveda itself is the constant, constant uninterrupted flow of nature happening through one form is called life. So it's a flow. It is never static. It is never finite. There is no one pleasant mood all the time. It is like there is no one warm winter, all uh, sorry, summer all the time. There will be dry and windy fall. There will be cold and frozen winter. Everything in life is like that. So if we are able to understand our life and our mind and body as a part of the dynamic flow and health is nothing but a harmony in that flow, not static. This is not like a machine. You remove the part and fix it and it's good for, you know. We are in a dynamic flow of the nature. Material is flowing through us. Energy is flowing through us. Emotions are flowing through us. Thoughts are flowing through us. It's all flow. You know, it is like, uh, you know, you are on a skateboard or you are uh, on a, you know, the surfing board. The surfing board is never static. Then why need a surfing board? The roller skate is never static. It is totally dynamic. It can go through, you know, the uh, the waves are different. The same way the, the pathways are not always smooth and clear. You, this life, how you are able to stay stable in the dynamic equilibrium is all about health and harmony. It is never static. That could be body, that could be mind. There will be always tendency to, to change. How you are able to adapt to that change? How you are able to manage that change so that your overall posture is always in a reasonable way? You are not tipping over. That is why it's always a range, right? It is never a static number. It's always a range. So able to manage that harmony is considered as, uh, you know, the the balanced state of health. Like uh, how you are on a skateboard or how you are on a, a surfboard. And uh, identifying how you can find that harmony with you, with others, and with the nature. So the harmony is, your health is not only the harmony within you. You don't have any individual existence. You can exist only with everything else. So a health is not only inside you. Health is all about harmony within you 
as well as your harmony with everything else. When we have the shift in harmony, that is why the epidemics, that is why the, the more problems, etc. Right? Does that make sense? Very much sense. <laughs> so, um, it seems uh, it seems like uh, so uh, right now uh, because of the, the things you mentioned in terms of uh, of the the situation that we're living that is much needed to bring that much balance and that much harmony to what you're saying. Now, could you give some practical tools, practical tips? Someone here in the, co in the comments is asking, how can one train one's mind to find the purpose of life and also find the optimal path? So could you Wonderful. give yeah, some chapter? There are a lot of tools available. Before we get into the tools and tips, I want to bring at least, you know, few things what really, you know, creating more problem to the human life and human mind and human health. Globally, what is what is happening? And uh, sometime uh, being an Ayurvedic Vaidya, I get concerned about this because we are taking our life too extreme. For example, Now, today we are talking about mental health. The speed of life, the getting into more smart is a problem. Getting into the smart TV with a smart watch to the smart, everything is smart. And uh, getting into from 2G to 3G to 4G to 5G, it is a threat to human mind and humanity. I'm telling you today. This is going to be a threat because especially mental health. Body is, you know, it's a physical structure and mind doesn't have that physical structure. Mind is an experience. Mind is at the subtle layer. Mind is a functional system within this existence working at subtle level. When you say subtle level, it is a subtle energies the electromagnetic energy, the functional energies, right? So it is invisible. But the problem is when you increase the external intensity of the electromagnetic radiations, it is definitely going to interfere with our subtle energetic system. Since mind is in that subtle energetic system, this increased intensity of You know, if you go to an office complex, you switch on your phone and see how many networks are available. That means all this magnetic, electromagnetic field is around you. The EMF is going to be a major threat for human mind for future. This is going to influence our mind. This is going to disturb our mind. This, this is going to distort our subtle system. Second is the stress. What is stress? Expectation is increasing. Somebody should be multitasking. When you have only one mind to work, how you can do multiple things at the same time? It's only an idea. There's only one mind. It can give 100% only to one thing. Right? So when you expect somebody to do multiple things with the deadline, etc., 
that is making your mind to, to move and manage much beyond what a human being can. That is definitely going to influence. That is definitely going to have an effect on our mind. It's already shown, you know, many of the increased number of autoimmune disorders, many of the increased, uh, you know, incident of the anxieties and the depressions, etc. One of the main cause is stress. Even metabolic disorders, diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, weight gain, stress is identified as the one of the main reasons. And the same stress is impacting our mind and emotion. And it is getting too complex. You know, our life is so simple. There is a whole nature without any, any application. We are here as a human being with that additional intelligence to take the right decision for ourselves, our family, our community and the nature. Like butterflies, we should fly and support everybody, love each other, enjoy the life. And by the time say bye-bye to this world, you should be feeling happy that I spend my life the best way. Thank you so much. In place of that, we are in a rat race. All competition. Who is getting the biggest piece is the question. We are losing the essence of our life. Many a time, if you really ask a, a, a good professional, spent 30, 20, 30 years for studying to be a highest uh, you know earning professional ask them are you really working for living or living for working his real answer will be the second one because he is totally engaged i know i have many of my friends they get up and brush on the computer because they have offshore team members working <laughs> then they eat something and run to the office come back and eat something and get back again onto the it is time to identify a space and a little bit of a, a, a space and time to spend with our family, our friends, with the nature. Nature is the real mother. We are born from mother, uh, the mother nature and nature can help us to heal, help us to balance. You know, I don't want to go too much off road, but I will give you an experience that whenever people get a lot of stress, Headache, severe headache, the tension headache is very common. When I was the chief medical officer of Ayurveda Gram, we have an international healing facility in Bangalore, India. I was the CMO there. We used to get a lot of, it's a Silicon Valley of India. We used to get a lot of people, the stress, you know, IT people with a lot of stress. And whenever they come with a very high stress, with a oh, lot of headache and um, as if, the, the head is going to explode now. You know what we do? We ask them to remove the shoe and socks, take them to our herbal garden, ask them to hug a neem tree or a people tree and ask them to keep their forehead on the tree and hug the tree and take deep breath for some time. We were able to show substantial reduction within few minutes. I'm talking about 10 to 15 deep breaths. Nature has that much capability to nurture and nourish. How much time we are spending in the nature these days? Think about it. Without any barrier between us and the nature, how many times, how many minutes in a day we touch that real nature? It's time to go back to nature. 
If you want to take care of your not only about mind, mind especially, mind and health, it is time to go back to nature. So one is I'm concerned about this, the, the highest use of the electromagnetic field, the smart switches and the smart world and the 4G, 5G is going to be a threat. Second is about reducing the stress level, stress level. And I would like to include some tips from that when you, we move forward. And the third is going back to nature. Isolating from nature is the biggest, you know, crisis, challenge we are facing. Why we are getting all these disorders in this modern world. Okay. Now you can go ahead with your question. So you want me to go into certain tips uh, for people, how they can manage their mind and able to accomplish the purpose of this life? That was uh, a question. Yes, that was how can yeah. one train the mind to find the purpose and also find optimal health? That was one of the sure. questions. Sure, very good question. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, is basic understanding about life. I'm not going to be permanent here. This is a simple human life. It's a finite life. I born so many years before and uh, the highest expectation I may live up till 80, 90, 100, say 120. I don't think any one of us having any plan to live forever. That means it is a finite period. No point in worrying so much. No point in craving and accumulating so much. First of all, ability to see life as a very simple process. A finite time, very precious. That simple awareness itself shifts. Right? If you're really having that idea of life is simple, I am here without any, any application. I will be going from here without any application or permission. And I have only few years as a human being. It is so precious for me. Being a human... I can do a lot of things for because I have an ability to take to make the right choice, to take the right decision for myself, my family, friends, community, animals and all the nature. Right. And I'm going to live my life every day to the best and lead a simple life. So understanding of what is this life solves 30 percentage of issue. Since we are in a rat race. We are in a competition when uh, our neighbor is uh, having two-storied house. We are thinking about how we can make it three-storied and a swimming pool on the top, right? And not understanding the happiness is not in three stories and four stories. Happiness is within you. So first is be aware about how important and precious this life is. Second is about prioritization. There will be all the temptation. But prioritization of your life, what is important for you, right? As a human being, we want to live longer. That is definitely a desire of every living being, living the longest possible. Okay, if that is one of your desire, you need to see how we can reach there, right? How I can keep nurturing me, nourishing me and able to keep that balance. Then what is what else is important for you? I want to have good connection and I want to feel loved, cared, supported. There is a simple mantra. 
if you expect somebody to behave you to you nicely that will be a response of how you behave to them how you want others to be with you you be that person first we generally have a tendency to say that oh she is not you know right and he is not right and that is not right i always say that first you need to go and stand in front of a mirror how can i change to be more pleasant more supportive more loving self reflection introspection keeping few minutes every day to talk to yourself what is priority for me today how i need to express today in my life how i can be more positive how i can make everything pleasant how i can so self reflection and introspection is another tip for you to make your life better otherwise we always compare with the outside what is happening we always try to compare with other thing and we always since our senses are looking outside we are not able to look within and see what we are doing we always see what she is saying and what he is doing what we are doing generally is never looked at it there is a thing in that always i am right that is not the right way to do it we should have a process of looking within us and introspection reflection of every day morning you start your day with i'm so thankful for this another bright day let me see how i can make the best today evening you retire you sleep spend 2 minutes reflect on how this day went on and i'm so thankful for whatever happened the opportunity what i received today and i'm hopeful i'm sure that tomorrow there will be a better day and you sleep introspection is important third is the determination our problem is the human it's a, it's not your problem or my problem there is a human problem the human mind is always moving it is only one and it is moving these are the two primary qualities of the mind according to ayurveda since it is moving it is rarely here and now it is most of the time either in the past about thinking about what happened yesterday how troublesome was the childhood how you suffered in the past more past or in the future oh my god what is going to happen tomorrow now everywhere this is the situation in the current world what is going to happen tomorrow how i am going to pay the bill next month whereas there is only one specific time period you can really act on that is not tomorrow that is not yesterday that is only now you cannot do anything yesterday now you cannot go back to yesterday and do anything you cannot go to tomorrow and do anything today what you can really act on is today and now if your mind is not now if your mind is in the past or in the future how you are going to express the best now so this is the third point try to be in the present reconcile the past whether it is plus or minus forgive and forget everybody and everything what made you cry or what made you because it has already gone it doesn't have any relevance in your life today if you are not able to reconcile some of those it is time for to meet some ayurvedic professionals and to get it healed sometime it is not easy 
oneself to to clean and clear. That is one. Second is about rather than worrying at, about tomorrow, do whatever you can do today to make your tomorrow better and being hopeful about tomorrow, being positive about tomorrow. Because whether you are worried or not worried, tomorrow is tomorrow. By worrying today, your tomorrow is not going to be better or worse. So you are draining yourself and creating problem to yourself rather than enjoying your this moment. You are, you know, not enjoying it, but because of your your worries. So avoid worries. Try to be present and uh, be, you know, positive about future. Do the best what you can do today to make your tomorrow better. And third is being spiritually aware. When I say being spiritually aware from an Ayurvedic perspective, it is not about one religion or one caste, etc. Ayurveda believes in the universal spiritual spirituality. We are all born for the same mother nature. We are going to get merged with the mother. Trying to reconnect again. I think there was a small change We're in the back. network. You're back. So, so I was talking about uh, being more spiritually aware. Ayurvedic spirituality is universal spirituality. You are totally free to believe what you want to believe in. There is no problem. It is totally up to you. You can believe in what, but please believe in something. If you don't have belief in God, that's fine. You believe in nature, right? It is totally up to you to believe in whatever you need to, but you should believe in something. And that believing in something is to help you. Because if you believe in something, you know that you are going to do today whatever you can. You are going to be true to yourself. Tomorrow will be taken care. Right? Your belief will help you to be free for you today, today what you can do. That is why we always say that being spiritually aware, being a path of it. These are all so important. In this busy life, we tend to forget all these things. And how to reach the office, how to come back, how to pay the bill, how to take my child to the... It is getting too technical and too kind of a machine rather than enjoying this wonderful uh, gift of life. So that is important. That was so good, Dr. Jirajan. Thank you so much. Oh, thank so you. it seems like uh, we kind of lost our sense of priorities uh, the choices that we're making are not going according to to the right things that we should be doing. Um, and you said that there's a big disconnection from nature itself, and that's another reflection of the problem. But sometimes when we talk about this, we always kind of have this idea that help is going to come from the inside out, you know, and people want to have that herb to it's going to take care of my mind or these things that we have to do. But 
it according to what you said and i agree the work has to come also from inside it's coming from the answer comes from the outside uh from the inside out rather than the inside in the real work is from inside out rest all our external support right you can have all external support and of course you know it's not only about how you think your nutrition that supports a healthy mind your daily routines uh you know that helps uh, your uh, your your mind and from that perspective i right now mentioned about the internal work your awareness yours uh intellectual awareness and uh, all those things now let me bring you some tip in a day to day life the tangible real time things what you can do to support your uh, your mental health my first and foremost tip will be about sleep sleep generally in this modern world because of the stress and lot of work need to be done sleep is always a secondary priority i i know that many people think sleep is a waste of time i can be more productive if i'm reducing my sleep there is a thought process but ayurveda has a totally different perspective ayurveda says sleep is one of the three pillars holding your life in balance because from the time you wake up in the morning till we you sleep at night it's all wear and tear it's only activity and depletion physical activity mental activity sensory activity it's only wear and tear and depletion the only time your whole system heal repair nurture nourish stabilize is the sleep time especially the mind you can lie down eyes open your body will get some rest but your mind will take complete rest only in the deepest state of sleep and if you want to be mentally you know balanced and strong you should have sleep properly that also at night avoid late nights sleep very well will be my first tip for better mental health ayurveda explains that the anxiety or depression and most of the health you know mental health problem one of the main reason is not having enough sleep there are also late nights not having sleep properly at night so the first tip is sleeping avoiding late night and sleeping very well okay so that is one second is breath breath is considered as a very important tool how your mind is disturbed your breath changes the same way by changing the breath you can influence the mind and there are many scientific studies about it you can you know if you you can even search on the net about the studies about how breath influences the mind and in the vedic tradition ayurvedic tradition there are some breaths like uh, you know when you are under stress when you are anxious when you are restless just taking deep breath just taking deep long breath itself can make a shift so little bit of a conscious breathing can really help the mind and we usually say that if you don't remember or if you if you cannot manage that on a on a regular basis then you create a ritual 
morning three minutes to five minutes take some deep breath before you sleep take few deep breath breath can definitely influence the mind to be better and the third tip is meditation meditation and it is more relevant today than ever before all the stories what i mentioned about the stress how people are getting depleted, how the immune system is getting weaker, how we are getting susceptible to more infections and more, you know, inflammations. One important way of holding that energy, nurturing, nourishing and stabilizing, making our system to calm down is meditation. But whenever I say meditation, people ask what type of meditation? No need of even any type of meditation. I'll give you a simple tip for meditation. Sit comfortably in a place with the least distraction place. Don't sit in, you know, near the road and all. Sit somewhere quieter, comparatively quieter, comparatively calmer, a, a calmer, a part of. Sit in a comfortable state that can be in, on a chair. You can lie down or you can sit balanced. Close your eyes. Watch your breath. Bring your mind attention. Listen to the breath. Keep on taking breath and watch your own breath for three minutes, five minutes. That itself is the greatest meditation. No need of searching for what is the best meditation. Meditation is not outside. Meditation is within you. Just sitting quiet by bringing your mind to one single point. Your own breath is the easiest. You can do this trial after this discussion just watch your breath and see what thoughts are coming to your mind. You'll be totally surprised. If you are really watching your breath, no thought will come to your mind. Okay. So meditation is the, is the third tip. Then having a, a reasonably balanced nutrition. Proper eating. Going for more natural, wholesome meal. And uh, try to have food in the proper time so that your digestive system know when it is going to come. There is a natural circadian rhythm influencing our whole body-mind system. If you are having certain uh, rhythmic way of eating and sleeping, it will be much easier for your mind and body to support you the whole life. Okay? Would you have any, any tips or ideas for, let's say, uh, physical exercise? Uh, what is your opinion regarding Definitely. that in terms of health? Man. Definitely, definitely. These days, since everything is getting smart, we move very less. All are in front of the, the system, the phone or the tablet or the computer, both at home as well as at work. When you come back, you are mostly on that. You think that I'm active because I'm interacting with people, but you are not active. <laughs> you are... Your mind is active. So a little bit of a movement is good. It is good. And the best exercise is walk. Walk is the most balanced exercise. Swimming is also very good. Not a problem. Those who are used to, those who are having access to yoga, yoga is the best, actually. Uh, if you are used to that or if you have access to some yoga classes, etc., because that is not just physical exercise, that is the overall physical, mental, you know, the whole health management. And there are certain physical aspects also in that. that. That would be nice. Uh, walking is, movement is important, especially in this modern world. Uh, 
we are moving less and eating more. So movement is important to improve the circulation, to uh, have toning of our system, to prevent the clogging of our channels, you know, like the cholesterol and other things. So movement is important. Yes, activity is very important. Dr. J, we're reaching uh, the end of our hour. Uh, it has been so, so, so good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Now, just uh, before I let you go, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what is uh, Kerala Ayurveda Academy. How can people get in oh, touch okay. with you? Just share with us for people who watch the video. Sure, sure. All right. So, I'm a Vaidya. Vaidya means traditional Ayurvedic practitioners following the lineage of Ayurvedic practice. Here in the U.S., uh, uh, leading an academy called Kerala Ayurveda Academy. Our main location is Milpitas, California, in the Bay Area. And we do conduct uh, Ayurvedic certification programs, Ayurvedic Wellness Counselor program, that is a first level program, focus on prevention and life enhancement. Then there is Ayurvedic Practitioner program, Ayurvedic Doctor program. We do conduct many workshops. These are all to create confident and capable Ayurvedic you know, professionals to support the community. Bottom line, finally, it is about community, helping the fellow human beings. We also do conduct uh, consultations, the Ayurvedic health consultation. We have a group of Ayurvedic Vaidyas working with me. We do in-person as well as online consultations. We do have the traditional natural herbs and, uh, you know, natural supplements, etc. So we are into Ayurvedic education and uh, healing services and uh, Ayurvedic products to support the whole community. So very passionate about sharing this knowledge with the world and um, it would be good. So if I need more information, our website is keralaayurveda.us. K-E-R-A-L-A-A-Y-U-R-V-A-D-A dot U-S. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the way.